Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Oh, Judy, you have booked a good one today. Looking at this schedule here. Thank you very much. We have a really good shoot. Big shoot. Yes. <laughs> it just sounded just exactly like Ed Sullivan there just for a second. I know a lot, of, a lot of people, a lot of kids are out there going, who's Ed Sullivan? Yeah, who's he? Yeah, yeah who's that? Yeah. Today you've booked the uh, the entrepreneurs who put together Rent a Chicken. Rent the Chicken. They're renting chickens? They're renting chickens. The whole thing. They've got the coop, the feeds, the, everything. The whole package. All you got to do is just like put it down in your yard and you've got chickens. Chickens are the new uh, dog, really, these days. I see a lot of people have chickens. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't go that far. They taste chickens the same. are the new yeah. dog. Yeah. I hear chickens they taste the just dog. like dog. Oh. Okay, 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 okay. We're, we're already out of control. Uh, on the show today, we're also got, uh, this is really cool. These are a couple of uh, radio jocks from uh, the, the UK. BBC. They call them radio presenters over there. Isn't oh, that so they? polite? Radio presenters. Oh, that's so politically Hello? correct. They, they wouldn't call us presenters here. No, they wouldn't. They do a dog show over in the... Uh, Across the pond. Across the pond, yes. And they also have a great Hello. book, and they will be joining us in just a few minutes. I understand from what you've told me, they're a riot laugh factory. Oh, these two thing. women, when you get them together, watch out. Okay. Well, that's all on the way right here. We're also answering your calls. Dr. Debbie, our veterinarian, answering your veterinarian questions, preferably. No human questions. Every once in a while, we'll get, you know, she'll, she'll be out in public. People will say, look at my goiter. Is this supposed to be like this? She's strictly veterinarian, but she does deal with a lot of different animals, iguanas, uh, Fish, birds, dogs, cats. She lives in Las Vegas, and she practices in Las Vegas, where there are a lot of strange animals. Also on the show, dog trainer Alan Cable. You have a really vexing dog issue. You want to put an end to it. You've asked everybody. Nobody can help you. He can put an end to your problems with your dog. Uh, so give him a call right now, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Dog father Joey Villani. Now, did you win any awards last week? We were talking yeah, to you last week. You were supposed we're to. to hear. You were nominated for the I, award. I, You've I, been the Susan no. Lucci. You never win them. Let me. I'm, I'm, I'm still Susan Lucci. I Aww. lost to the same person again. So no. I lost four times to this person, two times to another person. So what I told them was, is if um, if I find any deep holes that are, were near the Hershey Lodge, which I couldn't find, um, I was. <laughs> <laughs> gonna dump the, dump them in a deep hole, but um no, unfortunately I I, I didn't. But um Aww. you know what you know what I was gonna say it's good to be nominated, but it's not. I want to <laughs> win, okay, people. So I'm a sore loser. That's all there is to it. I give you something to look forward to next year. Nonetheless, if you have a grooming question and you want to ask the guy that was nominated for the big grooming prize, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five right now. We'll head to the phones next. And you, young lady, Stacy Cohen, what are you working on? Well, there's a 430-pound gorilla, which I don't know. I guess that's average weight for a gorilla, which has nothing to do with it. But it seems that this gorilla is having a few behavioral problems. And so the Dallas Zoo is getting him therapy. This gorilla is being shipped off to a psychologist so uh, they can figure out what his problem is. He doesn't seem to like women. I'll give you the details coming up on Animal Radio News. Uh, well, maybe he likes male gorillas. Why does it have to nah, be? It's, a, it's another, the, the humans cause the problem. I know this. I know every story. Of course. You're on the internets all week long, that interweb. That's thing. all I do. Yes. That's all I do. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A British woman who thought the vibration she was feeling was her cell phone was surprised to find the vibrations coming from her bra. 
and even more surprised to find the vibrations coming from a baby bat. 19-year-old Abby Hawkins wore the bra for five hours while working as a hotel receptionist before finding the baby bat. She said she was shocked but felt bad for disturbing the cuddly bat who looked cozy and comfortable, adding she perhaps could have left it in there and given him a good home. Hmm. Hawkins doesn't know how the bat got in there. She said she had had a drink or two the night before and got dressed quickly that morning. The bra was in a drawer but had been on the clothesline the day before. The bra bat, which had scampered under a desk, was captured by a co-worker and set free. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Featuring your Dream Team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Oh, you're going to want to stick around this hour. Just trust me on this one couple of great guests coming on. You may not have heard of them. They're big in the UK. They're going to be big as soon as they're on Animal Radio all over America. And uh, they're they're blonde. And they hate men. I'll tell you that right now. I think I get them enough clues out. They don't what? really hate men. They, hate they just men. like dogs better. They're, what do you mean? <laughs> their book says that they hate men. We're talking about Anna Webb and Joe Good. And they uh, wrote the book, Barking Blondes, How Two Bitches Taught Two Bitches to Survive Without Men. So, I mean, it's right there in the title. Okay, okay, okay. It's right there. Okay. Also on the show today, rent a chicken. If you ever thought about having chickens in your backyard, now you can actually rent them, try it out for a little while. See if it works for you. If the kids are still entertained by the chickens and not the Xbox after six months, you can keep the chickens or you can return them. And you don't need a receipt either, huh? Don't need, don't. (laughs) And that's that's from a husband and wife team who hate men. (laughs) They don't hate men. Let's uh, go to Carolyn. Is it Carolyn or Caroline? Carolyn. How are you doing today? Well, I'm okay. I'll say that anyhow. I have a terrible cold, but that's all right. (laughs) What's going on there? I don't know. Just something I get from time to time. (laughs) Uh, I was calling because I have a dog and a cat. Actually, my daughter and son-in-laws, but we all live together. We have a terrible flea problem. Now, she used Frontline Plus. Are you familiar with that? Oh, sure. Well, that hasn't done anything for fleas. And I'd like to know if there's something that I could rub onto them to give them some relief. Like, I used Listerine on the dog one day only to find out that that's toxic to animals. I don't know. Is that true? Well, I mean... I've heard of that where people use this topically to to kill fleas, and I can tell you there's so many better things than Listerine. Um, and what concerns me is um, using something like that without really doing a full program for flea control. And if you pick any one flea product on the market, you may not get adequate flea control. So if that's all you're doing and we're not addressing other issues, then we're going to fail in attacking fleas because fleas... You know, the adults are only 5% of the life cycle, and that's what you're killing when you put a product on your pet. Now, granted, 
Frontline Plus does have something that helps to kill that next generation of fleas. But in many cases, um, we have to work on environmental control, and we also sometimes have to even add in some oral medications to help kill, do a kind of a quick kill for a really uncomfortable pet. Um, so there are some out there. There's one called Capstar, Comfortis, um, that help to kill those fleas very quickly and get our pets some relief. Now, if you're doing this all by yourself, sometimes that too can be difficult because a lot of pets with fleas have a component of allergic dermatitis, flea allergic dermatitis, and that can be miserable. If your pet is horribly itchy, scratching, losing hair, and has fleas, you may need some other help. So you may need to see your veterinarian for things like sometimes prednisone or a form of steroids to help uh, kind of squash that itch while you can really get on board and, and attack the flea cycle and, and uh, try to kill those suckers off. For and you, you don't think vinegar uh, would give them some relief? No, no. I rub that on okay. them. I mean, I know it's not going to kill the fleas, but... Well, so what vinegar does, vinegar is acetic acid. So it's a very low pH, a very acidic solution. So it may repel and kind of want those, make those fleas want to take off, but it, it doesn't kill them. And it's actually going to burn the bejesus out of a dog's skin that has abraded or red skin. It, it really can hurt. So rather than go that route, I would encourage you to go with a, a more calming, soothing approach. And uh, in the veterinary office, we have a lot of great products that have colloidal oatmeal, which can be very soothing to raw, irritated skin. Um, if I use that in conjunction with something like a steroid for a pet that has flea allergy dermatitis, a lot of times we can find them some quick relief. Um, now, if you don't have that kind of product immediately available, you know, there's Aveeno, the human um, oatmeal bath soak. Um, I've used that on occasion when um, folks can't get to the veterinary office, and you basically sponge it on just like you would with a kid with chicken pox, and um, it can help to give some, some relief. But uh, if your baby is that uncomfortable and that scratching and, and unhappy, then um, I, I like to really see the vet to get something to help them out and get past that un- uncomfortable phase. And, uh, and, you know, I might encourage you to kind of mix things up a little bit with some of the flea products. So, um, as I mentioned, there are some orals you can use and sometimes even switching it up because there's some thought that fleas can become resistant to some of the common pesticides that are out there. So try another product. Try Bayer's Advantix 2. Um, that has some sustained relief um, as well against some of those other generations of fleas beyond those adults. And you can um, use so. that with the Frontline Plus? You would use that in place of that, and then you would follow that up also with, say, an oral medication like Comfortis or uh, Capstar. And um, with that, you also have to look at where you where are you calling from, where what kind of state? Pennsylvania, Eastern Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay. So, you know, we also have to look at the environment. So fleas live in the house. So we have to work on vacuuming and treating the indoor environment as well. So don't worry about just treating that. We got to look at the whole environment. Yeah, and see, that, uh, That's the problem. That's what the vet suggested, having the house, I don't know if you call it fumigated or what, but we have so much around. And then, I mean, our dog goes out all the time, so it could bring them right back in again. That, that's and that's why this is a year-round battle, and uh, you really have to you know try multiple methods. So, I I definitely would encourage you to get either the professional help with an exterminator or see your vet about getting one of those products that you can use for um, bombing inside the house to help kind of do a quick kill for what's in the environment. 
Um, cause it's a battle, man. You know, and even though things are getting cold and we're seeing some pretty chilly weather coming on, um, we can't, if you've got those fleas indoors, they're going to survive through the winter indoors. So, um, this is the time to really kind of amp up your flea control. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you very much. All right. My pleasure. Thanks for the call and good luck. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give us a call at 1-866-405-8405. God, I hate when you get those calls. I start itching immediately. <laughs> I do. I'm like, do I have fleas? Are they, and my head starts itching. My arms start itching. I start freaking out. And you know what? I think the, the thing that really motivates me to help these callers is that a lot of people think that it's just it's the way it is that dogs itch with fleas and, and it's not okay. I mean, there are things yeah, we can yeah. do. And unfortunately, a lot of folks want to try to battle this on their own. And there's so many good things that, that I can give people now, to help settle down that itch. How do you know? I mean, how do you know your dog has fleas definitively? I mean, when you're checking them out, what do you see? Well, uh, a lot of times you'll see um, hair loss along the back, the rump. If you kind of push back the fur, you'll see what looks flea dirt, which looks like pepper along the, the skin. And that's their excrement. That's flea poo. Um, so you'll see that. And sometimes you'll actually see the critters just scurrying about. So that's the, the most direct way. Yeah, my dog's got a bear. He's got a bear patch on his tail. Oh, yeah. Pretty bizarre ruling came out of a Connecticut courtroom. They've concluded that horses are a naturally vicious species. I'll tell you how they came up with that, and I don't think that's going to sit so well with the public, especially because uh, they've got a big racehorse industry there, and they're going to have trouble insuring those animals as a result of that. I'll give you the details coming up on Animal Radio News. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Imagine if part of your job was to enjoy your favorite beer. Ah, delicious. Just about every day, our founder, Jim Cook, enjoys his favorite, Sam Adams Boston Lager. Why? To make sure it tastes as good as that first batch he brewed in his kitchen. Smooth yet flavorful, with a deep amber color and a head so thick you can float a bottle cap on it. In fact, every batch of Boston Lager is tasted over a 100 times before it leaves our brewery. So if we haven't tasted it, neither will you. Cheers, man. Cheers. Sam Adams Boston Lager. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Safe responsibly. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the fifth annual month-long pet adoption tour, Get Your Licks, on Route 66. Sponsored by Ford and Animal Radio, with accommodations provided by Kempton Hotels. And special thanks to Car Wrap sponsor, Stella and Chewy's. And our safety sponsor, TAG, the GPS Pet Tracker. This life-saving tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, supporting adoption events. Log on to FidoFriendly.com to find out where the tour stops in a city near you. 
and join the Get Your Licks on Route 66 Pet Adoption Tour, saving lives one shelter at a time. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to StellaAndChewy's.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. I'm in the bathroom. Out in a minute. <laughs> I've just been texted by Alan Cable. He's in the bathroom. He'll be out in a minute. So we have a caller waiting for him? Yes, we do. Okay. Hey, Sean, how are you doing? Oh, not bad. How about yourself? Doing okay. Alan's in the bathroom, so we're going to let him finish his uh, <laughs> business, and then we'll put him on uh, the phone with you. Uh, this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's. They now have the intro pack. This is really cool. You can check out all their different variety of flavors, the Chewy's Chicken Dinner, the Simply Venison, the Stella Super Beef, and the Duck Duck Goose Dinner. Four ninety nine, where Stella and Chewy's is sold. And thank you guys for sponsoring Animal Radio. I think he had Chinese last night. I'm just saying. Oh, stop it. I don't know. So we're all just sitting around waiting for Alan yeah, to come just, out of the bathroom. Just, yeah. Why does, hey, he, hey, why does hey, he go hey. to the bathroom before the show? Hey. Hey, Alan. Hey there. Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, what? I have Sean on the phone right here. What's up, Sean? Hi, how's it going? Um, I had a question. I have a pit boxer mix, about two and a half years old. Actually, I have pretty large dogs. But the boxer we adopted from a gentleman who used to be a truck driver. Um, he passed, and the dog was handed through family and eventually came back to us. But now, I mean, she's a wonderful little dog. She's very obedient and everything. She wants to just be loved, and she's the sweetest thing in the world, gets along with everything else. But when we leave the house, she starts counter-surfing. And the reason why we know she's doing this is because when we come home, she won't greet us at the door, and she goes back into her kennel and punishes herself. It's pretty heartbreaking and we've talked to our other trainer and we just don't know what else to do about it she gets her walk she gets exercise all my dogs go on an hour and a half walk twice a day we just don't know what to do about the counter surfing to get her to stop the only way you know she's counter surfing is because she goes in her kennel is there evidence yeah she um really likes to get things off of the kitchen counter um or she will go up into the bedroom and take things off the dressers when you see her do these things, what do you do? Um, we try to, we, we clean up the evidence, and then we change what she's going to be doing. We take her out of the kennel, we get her out into the yard, and we immediately start with, like, training. But, do you ca- have you caught, but wait a minute, have you caught her in the act? What do you do when you catch her in the act? We can't catch her in the act. She only does it okay. when we're gone. She doesn't counter surf when we're home. Okay, all right. It's like all right, now, having separation Sean, kind of thing. okay, Sean, Sean, you said a couple of things. Yeah. You said a couple of key things. Okay, first of all, you have a crate, you have a kennel. So the thing is, you're a teacher. you, you got to look at yourself as a teacher. You're very emotional. You're all emotional. She's a sweet dog. We love her. Now, if you really love your dog, you have to understand that your dog will always be two years old in his head. He'll always be two. He'll never be any older than that. So when you have a two-year-old human child, you know as well as I do that in order to 
teach your child right from wrong and what is good and what is not good. You have to actually be there. And when a dog does something wrong, it's a wonderful opportunity to correct a dog and teach a dog the right thing to do. That's why when, when dogs do bad things, people freak out. But it's actually a good thing when a dog does something bad because it's an opportunity for you, because you're there, to teach your dog, no, that's wrong and here's what's right. That's the wonderful thing about being there. So the first thing is the key things that you mentioned are she has a kennel, she has a crate, but you don't put her in the crate when you leave the house. Therefore, it's your fault that your dog is is counter surfing because you are uh, enabling your dog to do the wrong thing by not preventing it in the first place. Because you can't correct her if you're not there. And if she has a crate and she's not put in it when you leave, then she's going to get into trouble. You're not going to be there to correct it. And so she's never learning that that's not what you want. So <laughs> naturally, she's going to do it when you're not around because, you know, there's nobody to stop her from getting in trouble and teach her, hey, that's not what we want you to do. You can't do that. The second thing is that if you know she She's uh, counter surfing, and you don't put her in the crate. You're leaving food on the counter, which is an irresistible uh, lure and and temptation for a dog that is already accustomed to going on the counter to please herself or himself. So the thing is, buddy, you've got to crate your dog, and then. You have to let your dog out of the crate when you're home, and whenever the dog goes even near the counter, you make a correction. You herd her away. You make a sound like, hey, and you herd her away from the counter to teach her that the counter is off limits. And when she goes to the spot you want her to be in, that's when you give her praise and reward. And the only time you give your dog affection, another thing you said, another key thing you said is she doesn't greet us when we come home. You know, it's nice to greet when you come home, but what you don't want is an excited, anxious, crazy, lunatic dog when you come home. So, you know, with me, when I come home, my dog doesn't pay any attention to me. I don't pay any attention to my dog, except I look up maybe after a minute or so and give a wave. And it takes about 15, 20 minutes before I even speak to my dog or acknowledge my dog. I've taught my dog to be very calm when I leave and when I come home, because a calm dog and a tired dog is a happy dog and an anxious dog is never happy. People think anxious dogs are real happy. Oh, he's so happy to see me. Look at him. He's going lunatic. That is not happiness. That is anxiety and excitement. So well, my a, suggestion... A couple of different things, though, is is when she she does greet us at the door when we come home. You know, she'll come to the door and she sits and she waits for us, but she doesn't greet when she does the counter serving. Now, as far as the kennel goes, if we put her in the kennel when we leave, she actually will, it's like she has, I don't know if it's like a panic attack or whatever, but she has actually fought with that kennel and ended up with like cut paws, cut ears. Well, you see, again, again, buddy, what you, you again, again, Sean, again, you have to understand a couple of key things. When dogs act like that, it's always because of what the human beings have taught the dog to do without even knowing they've taught the dog to do that. So you, in essence, probably have taught your dog to, uh, you know, not, I don't want to say not like the kennel, but when your dog acts like that in the kennel, she's learned that you'll immediately let her out. That's what she's learned. So you have to get her accustomed to the kennel again, which, again, is teaching and is not very difficult. You just have to create positive associations with the crate while you're in the house and take baby steps. So with that, what you would do is you would start feeding her in the crate. You would start putting treats in the crate. You would leave the door open. Whenever you notice her going in the crate, you would say, good dog. And then over a period of time, you will close the door. 
while you're home, while you're in sight, and you'll leave her in there for 10 minutes the first time, maybe five times 10 minutes over a week, and then into the second week, you'll leave her in there a half hour, and then you'll start disappearing for short periods of time and coming back, and then when you see her calm in the crate, you go, good girl, and you give her a treat. And then you start going outside on Sunday and working around the house while she's in the crate. You leave her in there for an hour, you come back in, and then you give her a treat. So slowly but surely, over time, you get her accustomed to loving the crate and you do it with positive reinforcement and reward and attention when she's calm in the crate but it takes time it's baby steps and, and that's the only way to do it my friend does that make sense yeah makes perfect sense that's the that's the key buddy it's all slow easy mellow teaching without words though it's all what you do try to notice what what the triggers are for your dog uh, your dog will watch you and she'll know when you're leaving the house, not because she's really smart, but because every time you leave the house, you pick your keys up. Or every time you leave the house, you put your coat on. Or every time you leave the house, you turn the TV off. When we put yeah. our shoes on, yeah. we can watch her elevate. <laughs> so let me ask you a quick question. You know that about your dog. You know that's a trigger. How can you eliminate that trigger? Let's put two and two together, you and me together. Well, one of the things we have been doing is that we put our no, shoes no. around. No, 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 wait, wait, no, no, Sean, Sean, then... Sean, Sean, we're men here. Let's not tell stories. I asked you a question. Let's focus on the question. How can we eliminate the trigger of you putting your shoes on and your dog getting a agitated and excited? How can we eliminate that trigger? Leave my shoes on in the house? <laughs> exactly. Put your shoes on when you're not going anywhere. Start putting your shoes on and don't go anywhere. And your dog is going to quickly realize that that means nothing. There you go, buddy. You did it. Hey, Sean, you did that. You should be proud of you, Sean. My, I just worry about the dog's anxiety because we don't know what she went through. Sean, Sean, know. I am listening to you, but your worry is what's getting in the way, and it makes me think that you really don't want to fix the problem. When pe I, I deal with people every day, and when they start saying, well, I'm worried about this, it tells me that, yeah, they like to talk about the dog's behavior, they like to tell you about it, but they really don't want to change it. Deep down inside, they're okay with it. Now, are you one of no. those people? Or <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to change it, then you got to start being a teacher, and you got to start. You got to stop worrying. I'll let I'll let you go, but just check yourself before you wreck yourself, Sean. <laughs> before you act, think. No, I, I, I greatly appreciate the help, and now I know a few steps that I need to move forward with, with you know, my fiance and the dog and myself. Hey, thanks for your call, Sean. We appreciate it. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to get in touch with the Dream Team. Could be Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, or Joy Turner. I, I didn't think he was ever going to stop there. Well, see, that's the thing. I mean, people... People will tell you they, they don't want to answer the question. It's like, you know, you, you got to put them on a witness stand. Well, you know, we go for walks in the park, and, uh, you know, they don't answer the question, and then they, they take you off on tangents. Hal, I wasn't talking about the guy. I was talking about Alan. Yeah, I think I, he was me too. Owner. I was yeah, thinking I mean, the exact same I mean, thing. Come I was on, just trying yeah. to be quiet. How long yeah, was the show? Two hours? We're come almost on. done. Why, why, why don't you guys interrupt me? I mean, you know, look, look at I mean, I'm trying to help the guy. I, how many times did I cut him off before he could tell his stories? I mean, I'm just trying to, I'm just, just trying to pin him down, trying to help him out. You guys are... <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I have a treat? Can I have a treat? Am I being good? G give him a treat, Judy. Will you give him a treat? 
Hey, this is Guy Fieri. Now, when your recipe calls for red peppers, chili powder, garlic, and onions, you got the start of some awesome chili and maybe some heartburn. If that's the case, roll out the Rolaids liquid. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. New Rolaids liquid gets you back in the action fast. Even when your worst heartburn symptoms flare up, Rolaids liquid dual active formula coats and soothes for rapid relief. New Rolaids liquid in your choice of mint or cherry. Use as directed. R-O-L-A-I-D-S. Now that's how you spell relief. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number, 1-855-645-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. 1-855-645-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-645-MY-TV. 1-855-645-MY-TV. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, you know I'm a animal lover. I've got three dogs, two horses, but this is a little crazy. I think this is far-fetched. A wildlife park in the UK has started banning animal print clothing because zookeepers noticed the fashion choice was starting to confuse the animals. According to the Mirror, the Chessington World of Adventures Resort introduced this zero-tolerance policy, and they've even brought in animal print bouncers to make sure that people don't get in if they're wearing anything patterned like a zebra pattern, giraffe, leopards, tigers, or any other wild animal. No fake fur allowed. Can you imagine what would happen? Officials say they discovered some of the animals were either trying to communicate with people and uh, that's when anybody had an animal print on, or they would run away from them in fear. They added the new rule is especially important now that they've introduced a ride that brings guests on and off road safari adventures. What happened to the sense of smell? Animals are usually attracted to smell. Well, maybe a few people don't take a shower. Who knows? Mr. Ed would have a lot to say on this matter. A horse called Scuppy bit a kid in the face, and a Connecticut court has concluded that horses are a naturally vicious species, and therefore Scuppy's owners should have restrained the horse who had never bitten anybody before to prevent the injury. Well, horse owners and equine enthusiasts are asking the state Supreme Court to overturn that decision. Classifying horses as vicious would make owning the animals uninsurable, and it would jeopardize the state's profitable horse industry. You know what? Horses are so far from vicious. They're scared of even a fly. I know my horse is scared of, like, cats. As soon as it sees this cat, she jumps uh, sideways 500 feet, That's and it scares me. But um, 
I don't, I, they're probably going to overturn that, I think. Some new regulations will allow New York animal lovers to spend eternity with their pets. The Daily News reports that officials have finalized some rules that will allow pet cemeteries to accept the cremated remains of humans. The cemeteries can now bury pet owners' ashes as long as they don't charge a fee for it and don't advertise human burial services. New York's Division of Cemeteries put a halt to human burials at pet cemeteries in 2011 after a story about the practice that later relaxed the ban on a limited basis and began working on some permanent rules. A New Jersey man's out a couple hundred bucks after pleading guilty to feeding a few cats, according to the Burlington County Times' Harry Heck, was accused of leaving cat food on private properties belonging to local city officials to attract some of the feral cats that he and other Burlington residents called a public nuisance. Heck says he was trying to show the officials what the neighborhood is going through and urged them to do something about the cats. But a judge called Heck's actions disgraceful and despicable. Heck pleaded guilty to littering, and he was slapped with a $250 fine, as well as some court fees. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at Animal Radio. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. (laughs) Toll free 1-866-405-8405. That's your easiest way to ask your questions. The second easiest way, download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android and ask right from the application 
Uh, questions for Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, or animal communicator Joey Turner. Coming up next hour, a couple of blondes that are, uh, well, that's the name of their, b- their book. You know, blondes used to be a derogatory term. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, watch yeah. it, buddy. <laughs> really? Well, that's what they're I calling no themselves. That these guys are, are real smart. They and call themselves barking blondes. They actually call themselves two bitches. Yes, they do. <clears throat> How two bitches taught two bitches to survive without men. And they'll be on in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio from across the pond. Where are we calling? Is it London? We're calling them in London, yes. Okay, can't wait for that. That's Hello. All. Hello. I'm Sir we... Jeffrey Pippin Smythe. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's Sir Jeffrey Pippin Smythe with Tea Talk. I was mentioning earlier that uh, the chicken is the new dog. And I got a lot of controversy about that, but I see a lot of people around here, at least in this neighborhood, and we're in city. They're uh, putting chicken farms or chickens in their backyard, uh-huh. mostly for the eggs. For, well, why else? Uh-huh. And so it seems and some people just love chickens. I have clients that have chickens. They just they enjoy them, the pets, variety. Huh? Yeah, they're, they're actually very engaging uh, social creatures. So they're not oh. noisy. Not too noisy? Are they too noisy? It's the roosters. It's the, the roosters. roosters. Oh. I, mean, I, think, I think the sound of a chicken is just really soothing. That's, I'd like that sound. I'm a neighbor wow. with a pig and a rooster. <laughs> <laughs> so I always get upset when I'm not on the edge, cutting edge of these ideas. Like, I wish I had thought of these ideas. Like Phil Tompkins and his wife, Jen, rentthechicken.com is their website, and they, they rent chickens, and we have them on the show. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hi there. Hello. So where are we calling you? Where do you live? Pennsylvania? Uh, yeah, we're just uh, north of Pittsburgh, a uh, small town called uh, Freeport, Pennsylvania. Okay, and you guys rent chicken? Is it? Uh, do you rent the chickens by the hour? What is it for, for <laughs> laying eggs? How, do, how does this whole thing work? Sure, sure. The, the way it works is, is you come to us and you say, hey, I'd like, uh, I'd like some chickens, and we provide a coop. We provide two hens that are already laying eggs, all the feed that you need during the rental period, as well as a water dish, a food dish. We drop it off there at your house. We give you uh, an introduction to the chickens so that you know what to do and know what to expect. And uh, after a a six-month period uh, throughout the summer, you decide if you want to either uh, keep the chickens or return them to us uh, and then um, have them uh, for the next summer as well. Well, i got to ask, how's business going? Well, you know, we we just started uh, with a soft opening this June. And everybody... Absolutely love it. Now, how, how far do you rent them out? Is it just in your area? Do you rent them out all over the state, the country? That's an excellent question. We um, prefer to rent within 50 miles of Freeport, PA, which that includes um, the surrounding counties around us, including Pittsburgh. So the people that are renting chickens, are they doing it for the eggs mostly? Mainly for the eggs uh, and also for the experience, of course. They want to try to bring their... Uh, their farm, if you will, a little closer to their table, and they want to determine if it's something that they want to do, um, whether to continue renting or raise their own chickens in the future. And I love that idea because, you know, I think a lot of times people get into an animal, whatever it be, a dog, cat, bird, and they don't know what they're getting, and they they don't know what to really expect as far as their needs. So this gives them an out if it really isn't what they want. If the renter decides to check an out, you know, they, they don't have to be committed to having their chickens. Yeah. Now, what kind wow. of chickens? Aren't there many varieties of chickens? Do you get to pick a type of chicken, or do you only rent one type? Well, we have several different uh, types of chickens, and, and like you said, there are a lot of varieties. Um, I mean, there's dozens and dozens. So we, we try to choose some of the more egg-producing chickens, like either the White Rocks or the Rhode Island Whites or uh, uh, Rhode Island Reds. 
Well, I understand the eggs that come from a rented chicken have less cholesterol and less saturated fats. That's exactly right. So they also have more omega-3 fatty acids in addition to having less cholesterol and less saturated fat. Than the ones you'd find in the store. That's really any backyard chicken. Any home-raised chicken, you you get that from the the various feeds that you use. And and, uh, this next year, we're going to be going 100% organic. Well, that's good. Wow. Do you have to teach a chicken to lay eggs, or does it innately know that it needs to lay eggs? Well, the hens know, but the, the roosters get a little confused. Um, the hens will start laying after about 16 to 24 weeks from when they are hatched. So there's quite a time period from getting um, small pullets or teeth from the store or even delivered from many um, you know, websites. Uh, there's a wait time before they actually start laying eggs. But, yes, they do know exactly where to put those eggs Yeah, because a chicken wants to, to go find a spot uh, that's safe for them when they lay an egg. Sure. So um, I'm the dumb one on the show, and you'll find out why in just a second. I assume you have to rent a rooster with the chickens. Does that- Actually, we, we just rent out two egg-laying hens. A rooster is only needed if whoever owns the chickens anticipates wanting to these small chickens. Okay. I guess yeah, so I need hell, to go back to biology chickens. classes. Yeah. yeah. You want so more hell, chickens, you get, you get a rooster. No, I don't get it. Okay. So women don't have to have a baby every month to have a period. No, Their no, egg no. goes through a maturation. And okay. so that's the same thing the chickens oh, are going oh, through. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. I'm sure I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm the only so, one. so do you guys? Yeah, do you guys? Do you guys have any have any groups coming out of the woodwork that are against you already? I mean, people that are naysayers and and trying to spoil all the fun, or everything's okay so far. Everything's okay so far. People are really Good. excited. Good. I really haven't heard any, any negativity towards this. I think that the positive part is that uh, it, it allows someone to know whether or not they want these chickens because in some communities, uh, people are actually dropping off chickens at the local um, animal shelter and, and, and companies and these animal shelters don't know what to do with them. So we provide a good way to keep that from happening. Now, after your chickens are done laying eggs, they can't lay eggs anymore, what do you do then? Well, you know, a chicken can lay eggs, you know, for seven or eight years. The fact is their production will go will go down. And, you know, Jen and I still love to eat our eggs, so we will keep those chickens that are not producing as much here at the homestead until we, uh, we have a chance to, to eat the eggs as well. Also, we found that um, people become attached to our rent-the-chickens, and then they want to purchase the chickens outright. So they become part of their home and their pets as well. Wow. Okay. Rentthechicken.com is the website. I understand you have a 2013 fall rental special is what it says right here. <laughs> How much does it cost for these? Our normal prices are $350 for the season. That runs from May until uh, November. And if you refer five friends, you can actually get your year's rental at no cost. And right now our special is a $250 special uh, from now through November, and you get $50 off next year's rental. Can I gift this as a uh, gift? Because I'd like to, Joey, I think, would be, uh, I'd like to (laughs) get Joey a great chicken farmer. Yeah. Great chicken, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Plus the chickens can use his head for a nest. New ideas. In fact, we're hatching new ideas daily. (laughs) (laughs) I like these guys. Rentthechicken.com. Phil and Jen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Take care. We'll head back to the phones next. 1-866-405-8405.
That's what America's about right there. This is Animal Radio. The thing that really motivates me to help these callers is that a lot of people think that it's just it's the way it is, that dogs itch with fleas, and, and it's not okay. I mean, there are things we can do, and unfortunately, a lot of folks want to try to battle this on their own, and there's so many good things that I can give people now, to help settle down that itch. How do you know? I mean, how do you know your dog has fleas definitively? I mean, when you're checking them out, what do you see? Well, a lot of times you'll see um, hair loss along the back, the rump. If you kind of push back the fur, you'll see flea dirt which looks like pepper along the skin, and that's their excrement. That's flea poo. Um, so you'll see that, and sometimes you'll actually see the critters just scurrying about. i got to get rid of them. I've never seen them, though. I've never seen the black stuff. Either. You're going to get rid of the dog just because it has fleas? No, I'm going to get rid of the fleas, man. Oh. i got to get rid of the flea. What do you mean get rid of the dog? What are you talking about? You just said are i got to get rid of him. Are you I a know, lunatic? He said that in such a That's what you weird are. way. Hey, hey, Dr. Debbie, Dr. Debbie, um, if a uh-huh. flea was to be on a person, where does it like to go on people? Well, I mean, they'll go anywhere. They certainly will prefer a dog because they've got you know nice furry skin. So if you're a really hairy guy, you know, just imagine where yeah. they might want to go. But you know, I think most of the time, people in the home. I was in a house, you know, a friend of mine who had a really bad flea problem, and we were getting bit as we slept. And um, they'll just bite you wherever, you know, wherever they can go. Man. You know who I have on? This is perfect for you, Alan. Dr. What? Cristiano Von Simpson. He's the Director of Veterinary Technical Services at Bayer Healthcare. We welcome him back. Hey, Doc, how you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me again. Well, last time we talked to you, we were talking about the Chatty Cat Challenge. And for those listeners that are brand new, tell us what it was all about. Well, yeah, we the Chatty Cat Challenge was launched earlier this month by Bayer Advantage 2 for Cats. It's a way to encourage cat owners to stop and think about what they do to manage their pet's well-being. Yep. As you guys were saying, fleas can be a really nuisance. Uh, just one flea can bite up to 400 times per day. You mean so, what, one flea can bite my animal 400 times? Just one flea? Exactly. Wow. It moves around and it bites and bites again while it's feeding. And they feed all day. That's all they do. Oh, man, delicious. And, you know, if you see one on them or if you see two fleas, that means there's probably lots of them times, 400 times bites. They're being bitten all over. Ooh, I'm itching just like Alan now. That's all. That's what is a, and they're laying eggs, and those eggs will fall on your house, and then you have all the immature forms in your house. So even uh, the, the fleas that you see on your animals are just part of the whole problem. Okay. Well, why did God create fleas? What what eats fleas? What what is the flea's natural enemy? What eats a flea? That's a good question. Right now, the uh, you know in our uh, environment in our house, they don't have a natural predator. So they are just reproducing and being happy. Well, okay, okay. I, I we got we're, off on a yeah, tangent we here. We're off on a tangent. I wanted to Sorry. find out about the chatty cat challenge. We're giving the cat owners across America a chance to tell the world what their cats would think that are the secrets to health and well-being. So we want uh. them to tell us from the perspective of the cat. What what really makes the cat happy and feel good. And we already got a bunch. If you go to chattycatchallenge.com, you can see already the ones that were posted. There's some really good stuff. Now we can vote on it. It's our turn to vote, right? And then, yes, they are there for us to vote. So the population will decide uh, which are the 10 best, and those will be our 10 finalists. I'm going to head on over there right now, Doc. Chatty catchallenge.com is the website. We'll put links over at animalradio.com. Dr. Cristiano Von Simpson from Bear, thanks so much for joining us. I, ju- yeah, I just wanted to add, you can vote up until October 21st. Oh, the date's coming That's up. Correct. Yes, you October can, 21st. You put your stuff in and vote until October 21st. Yes. And the 10 finalists will get uh, Advantage 2 and a premium carrier. And then the one big winner will get also an iPad. You, you think I got fleas in my hair? Take a look here because, you know, <laughs> my, my head's always itching. It's always itching. I, I don't oh, treat don't. people 
Alan. I draw the line. Get there. your head you know away. Please from look. Us. I have. It is good, huh? You're quite the dancer. I didn't realize. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can move. I'm out of breath just watching you there. I can go right to him. Okay, go right to him right now. I'm going to him right now. Here I go. Do you want me to do it now? I want to do it now. Okay. (laughs) I can wait. Stop it. Okay. If you go there and he's lost, don't you look at me. Let's head to Frank. Hey, Frank. How are you doing? All right. How are you doing today? Thank you for waiting. We know you were on the phone for a little time waiting there. We appreciate that, and that you didn't hang up, because it would be a real drag if I just came to you right now, and it was like a dial tone. Yeah, it would. So, yeah. Frank, Frank, what's going on? Where are you calling from today? Uh, Sousa, California. Where in California? Azusa. Azusa, like in the Los Angeles area. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for listening down there in L.A. So, what's going on with your animals? Well, we have a pit bull. Uh, he's a blue-nosed, gaudy, whatever you want to call him, and... At the base of the tail, it looks kind of like mange, or it's, uh, I don't know if you call it uh, hot spots or whatever. But okay. he starts chewing on it, and you can hear him when he's rubbing up against the doghouse and stuff. And we try putting stuff, uh, medicine on it, but it comes back. Uh, we've used, aloe, uh, we use peroxide when it's open sores, and then we used aloe vera, and it kind of, cleans it up a little bit, and then it comes back. Okay. And on the skin in the area, what does it look like? Can you describe what it looks like to me? Is there hair? Are there sores? Well, he starts chewing on it and scratching. You know, uh, the hair is, like, disappearing. You know, the pit bulls are real short hair. Mm -hmm, Well, mm -hmm. you know, it starts looking like, um, you know, like the hair is falling off, but I guess it's him chewing or scratching and stuff. Okay. Is this... uh, I was just going to say, is the skin discolored in any way, or are there scabs on the area? Yeah, a little bit of uh, scabs, you know, uh, uh, raw. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you that for a dog to have an itchy spot at the tail base area, the two big things that come to mind are going to be parasites and it's going to be allergies as the second thing. Those two things would be the what I really focus my efforts on. So even if uh, you're doing really good, vigilant flea control, fleas are one of the number one things that we can see a dog focused on the tail base area. So um, for me, that's something I will attack um, with a lot of different methods. Now, there's also some microscopic parasites or mites, um, specifically the scabies mite, which can be very itchy and do like that that particular area on the body. So there's some things that we can do, and, and certainly if you see your vet, they can do some skin tests and evaluate your pet for that. For me, if I have a pet that I'm suspicious of one of one or two of those things, I, I'll often, even if I don't get the benefit of tests, I'll try some things that might make the pet better and are geared towards treating those two conditions. And and one would be that I would uh, use a topical flea product um, along with an oral flea medication. And that's a way to kill those fleas effectively um, for, for the various different uh, life cycles. The other thing I will do is mites. Mites are microscopic, so you can't see them. You don't know they're there unless your vet can pick them up on a skin test. But there is a medication, um, one called Selamectin, that I'll often use. And we can use this product topically. And I use it 
every two weeks for pets with Sarcoptes mites. And it's very effective to kill those critters. Um, so if you got a pet that's itching, particularly in this area, and they're not getting better, it's well worth doing that every two weeks for about three treatments. Um, that's called Salamectin. Um, so that would be something I would certainly recommend to, to see your veterinarian about because that can definitely make a big difference. So if we're dealing with more like an allergy in that area, um, you know, we're looking at anything in the environment, anything that's pollens in the yard, in your neighbor's yard, uh, foods that your dog eats can cause allergic responses in the dog's skin. So there, that's another whole kind of topic of conversation, how we can relieve a pet with that. But often I'll use some antihistamines that have a component that help with some anxiety that kind of comes along with the itch. So say a pet with really bad flea allergy dermatitis or really bad allergies is scratching, chewing themselves, and they're miserable. So there's actually antihistamines and medicines that are actually an antidepressant combination, and that these can be very helpful to kind of squash that itch and make the pet feel more relaxed and comfortable. Um, Amitriptyline is one of those. Um, The other one, which I do have some good use with, is doxepin. And these are medicines that, um, if you've ever heard of dogs with uh, lick granulomas or hot spots, they kind of obsessively lick at an area. These kind of medications can help them with the itch and also kind of with that obsessive kind of, I feel like I got to itch, I got to itch kind of thing. Um, so that might be another direction that we can go for your baby. And certainly I don't want him to be rubbing it on the dog house. We got to do something to get this kid some relief there. So I like the idea of aloe vera topically. It's a nice, soothing thing, very natural. Um, I'm not opposed to that, but I do think we need to get into the nitty-gritty and look at some of these parasites and get your baby to uh, stop itching there. Now, I, I want to ask, is your is your dog neutered or is he um, intact? He's got him. He's, he's got him. Yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. And we keep him in the yard, and he's real friendly. In fact, we have a chewini, and he's meaner than the, than the pit bull. Yeah. Well, just the reason I mention that is because an unneutered male dog often has an area of hair loss at the base of their tail, and it's called stud tail, and it's hormonally driven. Wow. But dogs that have this don't usually have the itchies and scratchies associated with that, but they can have the area of hair loss. So it is possible that there could be something else that's causing the itching and that your dog has stud tail, um, which is just a natural thing for a dog that's not neutered. So um, it might be well worth going, you know, see, going to see the vet just to have a good skin exam. And if you can put your, your guy up about, by the radio, I'll try my best to get an impression of what's going on. <laughs> hey, Frank, thanks for your call. Good luck with that. I, I think All I right. have stud tail myself. Oh. Uh, someone check this. Stud tail, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. I've never heard about that. Thanks for your call. Hopefully that'll work out for you. Uh, you know what? Dr. Debbie, you're like Taco Bell. I, Taco Bell? Well, yeah, because, you know, Taco Bell has five different ingredients, but they have dozens of different menu items. You get the, pretty much the same calls and just different people asking them. We'll get questions about fleas. We'll get questions about allergies, uh, something your dog ate. What else? What are the co- common top five? Um, you know, nutrition is always a really big thing. But, you know, I, I really I look forward to those kind of wacky, weird ones that come out of nowhere. Yep. You know, like the caller that I often get you know, sometimes at the well, clinic the where someone will call. What about the birds? The birds, yeah. But, I mean, I get mm-hmm. calls like, you know, my dogs are stuck together. Um, yep. Yep. The male is bred the female, and they're stuck together. Those are kind of fun calls. You know, I don't mind some really wacky things out there. <laughs> you see it all. You do it all.
listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. That can only mean one thing. It is time for the Dog Father. Brought to you by FlexRx. Like people, as dogs get older, arthritis really is the most common problem they face. FlexRx doesn't just mask those symptoms. It restores natural joint function. FlexRx, available at Pet Supplies Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the dog father, Joey Villani. Hey, what's going on, guys? Splitting Adams. How you doing? I got to tell you, um, this week, um, it's a little less of a tip than it is a, a warning. Um, I think I, I think I sent you this. So. Yeah, I know what you're going to talk and, about. And, and I actually, I actually posted it on my Facebook. Um, somebody sent it to me, and it was a kitten. Now, a lot of times when you use these topical, um, flea or and tick preventatives, um, the ones that you just get in a regular, department store that really have no veterinary um, studies behind them or not endorsed by veterinarians um, aren't always the safest thing and um, it was a um, video that somebody sent of a kitten that somebody had used it on mm-hmm. and the kitten went into some kind of neurological breakdown a seizure where it was Jeez. yeah but it was I mean it was biting itself um, it was crying nonstop now I talk about it all the time, and I know people, I, I, I always say that I'm not the biggest fan in the world. I'm not going to discredit it because, you know what, I don't have the medical study behind me. But to me, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that if you're going to put some sort of pesticide on your skin, uh, whether it be you or your pet, that um, it's, there's possibility that it could be some serious reactions. And my warning to everyone out there is this. Listen, fleas and ticks are a big problem in our society. Okay, it's something that we have to deal with, unfortunately, but it's something that, you know, that, that, that we try to um, prevent. And one of the preventatives are these topicals. If you're going to go out and you're going to purchase them, do your homework first, okay? There are companies out there that have had problems, and I'm not going to, you know, go into and say the names of the companies, but that have had r- routine problems, okay? When I had my grooming salon, mm-hmm. um, we had a woman that had three um, pugs, and two of the three died from it, and the wow. third one um, was um, was 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 in the hospital. Um, hopefully, um, at that point in time, was 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 um, going to pull through. But I don't I don't ever know what ever happened to it. Um, I never seen her again after that. And um, do your homework. And the best thing to do is is talk to your veterinarian, see what they recommend, and ask questions about it. Ask, hey, you know what? Are, are, what are the possibilities here of my pet having a reaction to this? And because there are some that are a lot better than, than others, and then you go into the supermarket and you'll find some real cheap ones, you know, four or five dollars. And personally, if it was me, I'd stay away from them. Oh yeah. Um, I would I would spend the forty dollars. Go to my veterinarian. It lasts a while. Um, you don't have to. Some of them you don't have to put on for three months. Um, but you know what? They have veterinary studies and science behind it to keep you safe and keep your pet safe. It's not worth saving a couple of bucks to come home to a dead animal. Just remember that. Exactly. And, and I that's wanna, my. Well, I want to throw ahead, in. Sorry. 
don't use dog flea medication on cats. Some people think, well, if I got a dog, I don't want to buy two of them because I have a cat. I'll just use one on my dog and throw the other one on my cat. Or they might have one of the uh, the bigger size cat ones that uh, you know for like ten to fifteen pound cats, and they uh-huh. but they have a, a, a cat that weighs only eight pounds and they want to split it in half. Mm-hmm. You don't do that don't either. Don't do that. You hear about it every year, every year. Yep. All these poisonings from that. What do you recommend instead, Joey? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Honestly, if you need to put a topical on, honestly, keep your pets clean. Clean pets repel fleas naturally, okay? They don't like a clean environment. There were studies that were done on it. Ticks are a different story, but you know what? The front line don't kill the ticks either. The front lines just kill, just keep the ticks from, you know, from hosting on the, on the pet. So that's, you know, honestly, sometimes that's not the best thing because if you're walking out in the woods or in the brush, you know what? And you get ticks all over your dog and the dog goes back in the house shortly after, well, they have to find a host. And you know what? You're a very likely candidate <laughs> at that point. I'll tell you, we're having one heck of a flea season this year. No kidding. Bigger than ever. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad this year. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Carrie Andinaba from Dance with the Stars. Don't forget to stay new to your animals, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. The number is toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to the dream team to ask your questions about your pet, preferably. We uh, boy, all the all the phones are lit up right now. It looks like you're working hard on those. I am. I'm busy over here. Today we're going to tell you how you can rent a chicken. Apparently, rent a chicken, there's huh? a new service called Rent a Chicken. How fun! And we're also going to talk to uh, Joe Good and Anna Webb. These are a couple of audacious blondes from the UK who have a brand new book out called "How Two Bitches Taught Two Bitches to Survive Without Men." So I I guess they're man haters, right? Oh, it's hilarious! Believe me, you will die laughing when reading this book. Okay, well they're on the way right here. So. I'm not going to read the book before they get on the air here. I did. Stacy, what are you working on? Well, you know how people always see, they, they find Jesus like in toast or there's a tree <laughs> trunk or somewhere. Somebody found the Jesus salmon. There's a fish that they believe uh, has been blessed by God or is, I don't know, it's got a cross on it. I'll give you all the details coming up. It's going on tour, so it's probably coming to a city near you soon. I'll give you the details coming up on Animal Radio News. Huh. Got look for that. Yeah. Animal Radio sponsoring the World Salmon Jesus Tour. You don't like that? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Let's hit the phones. Okay. Hey Sherry. Hello there. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. What what's little, going on? Little worried about my little dog. What's up? Well, I've got a little Yorkshire Terrier. We've had her since she was a pup. And um she was very playful, very run around, wasn't frightened of pretty much anything. Um, I got her fixed after she was about six months old, and it seemed to change, I wouldn't say because of getting her fixed as far as the hormones were concerned, but it seemed to change the moment I picked her up. She's now uh, frightened. She shivers all the time, and she is now three and a half. So this has been going on for quite a few years, and it's just gotten to the point now where it's worse. She's frightened of every single noise. She now hides under the bed. She's just, she's just scared of everything. And, and I, I'm, 
She's just not having the quality of life I want her to have anymore. Good for you, Sherry, that you care so much, sweetie. And, you know, I'm so glad you called. Uh, first of all, when your dog gets afraid, you probably feel really sorry for her, don't you? Oh, immediately. Immediately. So the first thing you have to do, Sherry, is you have to work on yourself. And, and it all starts with you. That's my new expression. It all starts with you. And what I mean by that is when dogs sense that you're afraid, it makes them more afraid because they think they have something to actually be afraid of. So you're going to have to gather up your strength and confidence. You're going to have to help your dog face his fear. You do it with consistency, but also gradually. So uh, if your dog, let's say, is afraid of, of, of any noise, what you want to do is figure out what noises your dog isn't afraid of, okay? And spend mm-hmm. time around spend time around those noises. And you want to distract your dog whenever your dog starts to go to that fearful place. So so let's say you're walking past a, a heat pump in the street. Your dog's fine. All of a sudden, the heat mm-hmm. pump jumps on, and you see your dog is getting afraid. You want to give her a little tap, just a little tap on the side of the head like like a little hey and snap her out of it and then keep walking keep walking through the fear and when it happens in the house you know you want to give her a treat as soon as you distract her and the fear is gone you give her a treat and go good dog she'll start to learn to associate each sound with a good thing instead of a bad thing and she'll also feed off of your confidence i helped a guy a couple weeks ago with thunderstorms his dog's terrified of thunderstorms so what we did was we were lucky because we had a thunderstorm we just walked outside and we stood there next to the dog, all calm. You know, I prepared him mentally. You just got to be calm. You're going to relax your shoulders, relax your arm. And you're just going to stand out there with your dog and enjoy the thunderstorm and then actually take a walk in the thunderstorm because dogs love to walk. So the dog starts mm-hmm. to associate the noise of the thunderstorm with, hey, this is really a good thing. We're taking a, we're taking a walk. And as soon as he started to relax and he understood the owner that his fear was actually going into his dog transcending and going down the leash into his dog and he started to calm down his dog started to calm down so one at a time you're going to you're going to have your dog face her fear and you're going to create a safe spot in the house so you notice where your dog runs when there is noise under the bed put her crate by the bed so she can run in that and as soon as you start to see that she's not afraid it's going to take time sherry it doesn't happen overnight you've got to be calm you've got to help your dog face her fear and move her through it so an example would be if your dog is afraid of an air condition that's in your neighborhood, you're actually going to walk past that thing every day and you're going to start to walk closer to it over time as she starts to lose the fear until you're right next to it. And she's just sitting there and you're going to give her a treat. So in that way, over time, she's going to lose her fear, but you've got to stop feeling sorry for her. You've got to stop okay. doing that. Okay. You can't pick so her up the, when when she's car, afraid. Don't I pick stop holding her in the car and make her absolutely stay in her and absolutely holding her okay. every time a human. And this is so good that you brought that up because when a human being picks a dog up or holds a dog when they're afraid, what does it do? It reinforces the fear. It tells the dog, yeah, yeah you should be afraid, and yeah, I'm going to comfort you. I'm afraid too. That's what yes. you're doing, and that's exactly what you've got to do. Yeah, you've got to change your energy. You've got to be calm, confident, assertive, and unafraid, and just ignore her fear. And as soon as she okay. calms down, that's when you reward her. So like, let's say you're driving in the car, she's whimpering, you're paying no attention. Maybe the third, fourth time, she's in that crate, and she's like being calm and quiet. You go, good girl, and you give her a treat. Okay. Good dog. 
You reward her when she's calm. You pay no attention to her when she's afraid. And then you expose her to the fears gradually over time, slowly. But you put yourself in a confident frame of mind first before you do it. And always reward the calm behavior and ignore the, the, the afraid, scared behavior. But be a rock. Be calm and confident. Stand next to her. Show her there's nothing to be afraid of, Cher. Okay. I'll do that. Thank you. Hey, thanks for your call, Cher. You're so welcome. I love listeners like that, Alan. I don't know about you, but they ask good She's a smart, smart, sweet lady. Well, you know what? All of our listeners are fantastic, and they all want to help. The biggest problem is it all starts with you and people understanding that dogs don't have human emotions. And when we try to give human emotions to dogs, we get into all kinds of trouble. People should have to take a test to be a pet owner. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and be able to understand all of this. Um, and it would make it better for everybody if, if they were able to. I know there's no book on parenting, but it seems like parenting is, is sometimes there easier. Is. There, there's so many books on dog behavior that before anybody listening, before you go out and get a dog, before you get out and get, go out and get a puppy, put a lot of thought into it. It's, it's not like buying a steak or a cup of coffee or a sweater. You're bringing home a living thing. So you want to learn, okay, what kind of energy do I want from my dog? Do I want a playful, crazy dog, manic dog? Do I want a calm dog? Do I want a big dog or a small dog? Do I want a worker dog or a dog who's, you know, bred just to lay around a lot? So you got to put a lot of thought into that. Do I want a dog that loves people or do I want a dog who's aloof like a chow? And so dog behavior, there's so much information on the Internet that will teach you how dogs look at the world. And when you learn that, when you start to see that and, and ingest that stuff and stop humanizing your dog, you're going to be a great dog owner. It doesn't mean you can't can't give a dog affection it just means dogs see affection differently than people do affection for a dog you know what affection for a dog is you're taking your dog for a walk on the leash he's behaving he's being good and then you let him off the leash that's affection mm. I've noticed about um, dog behavior books is there's a lot of contradictions um, depending on on, on who wrote them. And they can be confusing. Now, honestly, I mean, your methodology is, is, I agree with 100% because to me it's common sense. Sometimes I've read things goes up. I'll tell you, if you want to learn dog behavior, just find a mother with its puppies and watch. That's where all my my stuff comes from. That's great stuff. This is Animal Radio. Hi, it's Lisa Laporta from HGTV's Designed to Sell for Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your pet. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. FlexRx is available at Pet Supplies Plus or visit ProLabsPets.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number, 1-855-645-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. 
Record your favorite shows. Pause and rewind live TV. Even skip the commercials. Watch local channels, too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-645-MYTV. 1-855-645-MYTV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-645-MYTV. 1-855-645-MYTV. Go on, sweetie. Jump to Dad. I'm not sure, Daddy. The water's cool. There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate. Jump right here. Uh, okay. Here I come. I got you. Good job. I did it. That was fun. But once we take action, we're really glad that we did. If you're thinking about selling your home, don't hesitate. Interest rates are low and buyers are in the market. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, Deb. Hey. Do mites like to live on people? They can, definitely. Charcoptes mites do. There's some dog mites. There's other types like Demodex that don't like people. They, they really kind of prefer dogs. Remember Mighty Mike? That was Mighty Mouse. Oh, it was Mighty Mouse. Yeah, yeah that was Mighty Mouse. It, it was a tick. There was no Mighty Mite. Mighty Mite. <laughs> I just don't know my cartoon characters. Remember his song? No. Here I come to save the day. I remember that. I don't yeah, remember that the Mighty name. Mouse. That's Mighty that Mouse. That was Mighty Mouse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? Did uh, you know? I heard that Mickey Mouse had a hit on him. He got oh, caught in a trap. Just seemed like he was going places, and then all of a sudden you never hear about him again. Mickey Mouse rubbed him out. Yeah, I, I think it was a fast action trap that took him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Hey, Debbie, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? Um, Arcadia, Pasadena area, California. Beautiful L.A. What's going on? Uh, not a whole lot. The reason uh, for my call was, I, it's been about a month now, I had to put my dog to sleep. She's a miniature schnauzer. I'm sorry. Uh, she was one of three. She had a uh, seizure early in August. I took her to the vet immediately afterwards. They didn't put her on any medication because it was her only first seizure, so they said you want to monitor it and all that. And then um, she just progressively got worse. And one day I came home from work and I knew something had happened. She uh, was very uh, docile. Uh, I called her. She did walk over to me. I picked her up and she kissed me on the cheek because normally she's miniature schnauzers, they're terriers, and she, yeah, she was nine years old, but. God, she had a lot of energy, and mm. I put her down, and she just stood there. Took her back to uh, my vet, and he said, yeah, okay, we'll put her on phenobarb. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was very, very lethargic, I guess, because of the phenobarb, and then um, wasn't getting any better, took her back, and he, he had run all kinds of tests, blood work and all that. From the neck down, she's completely healthy. Uh, all her vital organs functioning properly, all the uh, levels were, where they were supposed to be. Even gave her a test on her blood work for cancers and stuff. Didn't have any of that. The only thing they can assume was she had a brain tumor. Um, she could not see out of one eye. So something had happened that day mm, when okay. I got home from work. A pet having seizures by itself isn't typically something that we would say a first thing we think of as a brain tumor. But if we do have seizures accompanied with other neurologic symptoms, then something like a brain tumor definitely becomes, um, you know, on our problem list. So if we're seeing problems where a pet is unstable, falling to one side, um, where one side of the body, the front and the rear legs aren't working well, 
Um, and then some of the eye things that you're mentioning, um, either if the pupil size isn't the same, if they're not visual, they can't see, um, or the, there can even be some abnormal eye movements called nystagmus, which is kind of like a, like a doll's eye movement, we call it, where the eye goes back and forth, back and forth. Some of those symptoms, along with seizures, would you know definitely make me think of a uh, as a um, a brain tumor. But there there also can be other things. So dogs can get strokes, um, which are kind of like a what we call a cerebrovascular event. Um, so that could be definitely something as well that could cause those symptoms, and especially all of a sudden kind of thing. And the the unfortunate thing is to know what the cause was for your baby. You know, we'd be looking at doing things like an MRI or a CT scan, even doing a CSF tap to kind of rule out some of those other causes. And like you said, from the neck down, everything can check out fine, but from the neck up is is really where the the nitty gritty is happening, and it, it's hard to evaluate that with blood tests and x-rays of other parts of the body, so it would require more imaging. And so this is my other question. I have two other miniature schnauzers. Do dogs grieve? Absolutely. Absolutely. They sure do. Um, what are they doing? For the first several weeks, and then I thought because Harley was, she was my baby. Uh, not that I don't love these other two, but, you know, sometimes you always have that one favorite one. And she and I just bonded, and she was just, if I had a bad day, I'd come home and see her. That bad day would go away. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that so much with the boys. Um, and because Harney was so active, she had this whole personality about herself. I thought they, the way they were acting, I thought they were sensing how I was feeling. Well, when I got up in the morning, let them out of their kennel, the one went over to her kennel and just stood there. And it seemed like minutes, but he just stood there for maybe probably about 30 seconds just looking inside that kennel. It, like, broke my heart because I was thinking, oh, is he thinking that she should be in there or yeah. whatever? Well, dogs definitely do grieve, and a lot of things that you're describing, the loss of appetite, change in eating patterns, um, changes in personality where they seem more lethargic, um, less excited about daily interaction, all of those things are consistent with a pet that's grieving. So um, many dogs, you know, it could take weeks. Uh, I've had a couple dogs that's taken a month or more for them to kind of work through these things. And the important things, I think, for you are to um, maintain consistent schedules with these guys and kind of repeat some of these patterns, but realizing that social structure is going to change in the home. So whereas she was the one that was kind of your comforter, um, they're going to have to figure out what kind of roles play. Um, And a lot of times we do find when uh, one pet dies, you know, there may be a personality change with the other pets. And it's, you know, they need to figure out who's going to be the next top dog, who's going to be the the companion, who's going to be the clown. And and there really is um, a dynamic change in the way that they'll interact with the family members. And just encouraging them, you know, showing them lots of love and keeping them active. So get them out for walks, get them out doing things, engage them with um, active play, all of those kind of things can be good to just keep them occupied and keep the the schedule going. Is it just me or does it seem like our pets are not lasting as long as they used to? I could remember growing up and we had dogs for 14, 15 years and now it's like, you know, they don't last almost but 10 years now. Well, I I think actually I, I knew the opposite thing in my veterinary practice that um, I find that an- animals are living longer into some extraordinary lifespans that 
I didn't see before. Um, so I don't know if that's just bad luck on, on your, you know, your part is that you're seeing some of that. But in general, I have in, in I'd say the last 10 years, I've seen more dogs that are up around 15 to 18 years of age. And, um, to me, that's extraordinary for some breeds and, and schnauzers. Um, when we're talking about living 12 years to 15 years is, is really good. 17, 18 is extraordinary. Um, so it's not the norm for these little guys to, to live in good health in those years. And I think that's also part of it. You know, maybe 20, 30 years ago, dogs could live a long time, but we didn't have a lot of awareness with disease. So we might not have been really adequately treating their pain, their comfort. I'd have to say that, uh, you know, I feel that they're definitely living longer with better nutrition and dental care and all that. Okay. Well, well, thank you for taking the time. You've uh, satisfied one, my curiosity and many questions that I've had since. Carly's passing, and I really do appreciate that. My pleasure, and, and my sympathies um, from on behalf of everyone at Animal Radio. Absolutely. Thank I, you so much for listening. one 405 8405 is toll-free to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Alan Cable, our dog trainer extraordinaire. Dog father Joey Villani and animal communicator Joey Turner, all here at your beck and call. Dr. Debbie made that lady feel good. Did I? Yes, you think? Did. Not only are you a great veterinarian, you're like a therapist. You're really good. <laughs> You know what? A lot, manner. a lot of what I do as a veterinarian, it's, it's about the relationship between pets. So sometimes it's just mm-hmm. understanding what your pet is telling you. And, and you're, I mean, this is your skill, Alan. So we read the body language and all that. Sometimes have, I have to read. You have, a, you have everything, though. You have the total package. If, if most vets had what you had, whereas, you know, you've got the medical knowledge, but you also understand, you know, the dog behavior. What a great combination. I kind of wish you were my vet. Oh. What's the first concert you ever went to? What, are you trying to access one of her accounts or something like that? Isn't that like one of those questions that you... <laughs> no, I'm just curious because my daughter went to her first concert, so I was like just thinking of that. You know what? I'm going to tell you and you're going to laugh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, my first conference... Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's, let's... Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> what? I was going to guess. I didn't think it would be... You were going to say Peter, Paul, and Mary? Peter, Paul, and Mary was my first concert, yeah. Wow. Get out of here. Yeah, it was a date. <laughs> his friend, or his parents had tickets and they couldn't use them, so that was uh, what we I'll went I'll bet to. you like 90% of the people that are listening don't know who they are. I know. It was a great concert. You know, and I think I've only gone to probably five concerts in my life, so I'm not a real big live music fan. I just, I'd rather turn the radio on. I can't see paying money. <laughs> Wasn't wasn't there a big hit uh, Puff the Magic Dragon? Yeah. Yeah. Lived by the sea. Puff the Magic Dragon lived by the sea and frolicked something 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 in a land called Holy. Yeah, let's stick to radio. We don't yeah. see very Yeah, much. I think this yeah. is uh Yeah, we just lost a bunch of listeners, I'm sure. Sorry, sorry about that. Yeah. We apologize. If I was at a Peter Paul and Mary concert and a flea bit me, would I feel it? Alan, I'm going to just Shove your head in a bowl of water. (laughs) (laughs) While while Debbie is shoving Alan's head in a bowl of, which was the fish bowl until the fish died. I can't take care of fish. But while that's going on, I'll tell you that you can get her books, Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. If you have one of those four animals or you're thinking of getting one of those four breeds of dogs, you'll want to check out this book first. It's on Kindle. We have a link to it from AnimalRadio.com. I consider it like an owner's manual. Yes, absolutely. 
Don't you just hate paying for things you don't need? Man, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about PennyBackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to back up computer files and data to a safe place on the web, and that's great. But what makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. PennyBackup.com is here to the rescue with the same features, the same data protection, the same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents for every gigabyte used. Heck, that's less than a dime per gigabyte. PennyBackup.com continually backs up your data and files, and if your computer gets stepped on by an elephant or your hard drive crashes, you'll be able to download all of your important data to a new computer immediately. And PennyBackup.com is as safe as the other guys. It just costs a lot less at 8.9 cents per gigabyte. Want more proof? Go to PennyBackup.com for a free 30-day trial and see for yourself. See how much money you'll save for no loss of service or security. It's PennyBackup.com. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, you know how pets relieve stress. They have therapy dogs that go into hospitals. There's a new cafe in Paris. They're offering people a dose of stress relief with their coffee and croissants. It's called the Cat Cafe. They've got a dozen resident cats that provide what could be called purr therapy. The manager there says a cat's purring has been shown to help relieve arthritis, rheumatism, and lower blood pressure as well as heart rate. The cafe is meant to appeal to Paris residents who can't have pets in their small apartments. Seems the whole concept is a hit because so many people showed up for their uh, recent opening. About 300 people had to be turned away. Well, don't expect to see Patrick the gorilla on a psychologist's couch, but the Dallas Zoo is getting him therapy. This gorilla is a sexist gorilla. He's being shipped off to Riverbank Zoo and Gardens in South Carolina. They specialize in working with gorillas who have behavioral problems. Patrick does not get along with female gorillas. He's sexist. He bites them or tries to fight every single one of them that he's met. Maybe he just hasn't met the right gorilla yet. The zoo is going to have a going away party for the 430 pound gorilla. Something about that's weird, huh? The Las Vegas Zoo reportedly closed for good. Visitor Jackie Shermanjian was disappointed when she found out. Nice little zoo, you know, it was not a lot of problem getting in and out, and that's why we came. Federal officials and city inspectors visited the zoo over complaints about the enclosure and the diet conditions. Their formal report should be out within a couple weeks. The entire zookeeping staff quit within the last two weeks. 
Well, despite his three decades in the salmon industry, one Swedish man says he's never seen anything quite like what he's calling the Jesus salmon. Lars Ludvigson told the local that he was filleting tons of fish that come across the assembly line at the factory in Gothenburg when a co-worker started shouting about something that he'd found. Turns out the discovery was a fish with black scales on its white stomach that formed a perfect cross. Lars says that he's dubbed it the Jesus salmon for fun, and then the name stuck. Well, some of his fellow uh, assembly line workers were convinced that the fish was a sign from God. But Lars didn't hold that quite same regard. He said he kept the Jesus salmon to himself, and uh, he was going to enjoy a blessed dinner until he realized that this fish had become a celebrity and didn't think it was right to, um, you know, to eat it. So he's taking that fish on tour. <laughs> and I hope that he wraps that fish in paper and ice because people are going to pray that he never brought it around if it's uh, sitting out in the hot sun all day. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterandSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Come on, sweetie. Jump to dad. I'm not sure, daddy. The water's cool. There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate. Jump right here. Uh, okay. Here I come. I got you. Good job. I did it. That was fun. But once we take action, we're really glad that we did. If you're thinking about selling your home, don't hesitate. Interest rates are low and buyers are in the market. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Hot flashes, sleeplessness, irritability. How about low libido or weight gain? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it can be practically impossible to get relief from these problems. But you're in luck because Amberin can help you balance hormones and relieve your hot flashes, sleeplessness, irritability, and other symptoms of menopause. And now you can finally lose weight. Yes, even that stubborn body fat with Amberin Weight Loss, a powerful new product that will help you get the results you want. So you can finally lose the weight and all those other awful menopause symptoms. Call now and ask how you can get your free sample of Amberin Weight Loss. Just call 1-800-220-9269. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Call Amberin right now, 1-800-220-9269. That's 1-800-220-9269. 1-800-220-9269. This is Animal Radio, baby. So this is weird. I got a solicitation from Petco in the mail. Uh, congratulations are bringing home a pet ferret from Petco. Oh, and I didn't know you got a ferret. I didn't. They just sent this oh. out. And you know what's even weirder is in California, of course, ferrets are illegal. So they're they're sort of 
you know, sending some, some something. It says it right on the outside of the envelope, too. Like, if I did bring home a ferret, they would have just ran it to the world. I could have been arrested just simply from this flyer. Yeah, and try, See, maybe try they were setting they were setting you up. That could be. They wanted to make sure you didn't have a ferret. That you didn't that you didn't go back and say, okay, thank you very much, and all of a sudden the police be knocking on knocking on your door. <laughs> You know, that's... <laughs> try to prove that you don't have a ferret. Like the like the guy who was, you know, the government says he's dead and he's not dead. That's not a ferret in my pocket. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What? I think you're you're holding out on us, Hal. You've got a ferret I, somewhere in the studio. I do have a ferret somewhere in my studio. Why so. are ferrets illegal? Why are they? You know what? It's reasoning? an old rule that they used to bring in diseases. We're talking about you know a hundred years ago, and it's just something that was never updated, and they've just kept it on the books. People have been trying for years to get the ban lifted. Why in such a liberal stuff? state like California? I know. I mean, we but, have gay marriage. We have I mean, all kinds of stuff. I think there might be New York. I don't know. There's there's very few states that ban ferrets, and I know California is one of them. Every once in a while, we'll hear from a trucker who has a ferret as a pet. Uh huh. And they have a hard time when they cross, cross state, those state lines. lines. Yeah, yes. they have. Oh, to keep, really? They have okay, to keep so it you can't... hush, hush. Yes, you can't transport a, a ferret into California. So. Really? Yes. Yeah, just learning I know, so it's much. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Hey, you know what? This book just came across my desk. It's uh, I just started it. Actually, Judy has been reading it for the last week. I read it. It's it called is hilarious. Barking Blondes, How Two Bitches Taught Two Bitches to Survive Without Men. <laughs> Where are we calling? The UK? Is that correct? Uh-huh. We have Joe Good and Anna Webb. Hey, ladies. How you doing? Hello, guys. Hey. We do allow <laughs> ferrets in London. You do? We do. In fact, I think they're the fourth most popular pet at the moment. Yes, Molly, in, um, in the UK. Okay, wow. so which one, which one, who's who? That's who, Anna. That's Anna? Hey, Anna, Anna has Molly. Anna has Molly, and Molly is a, uh, a uh, like Spuds McKenzie. What was Spuds McKenzie, the dog? Uh, he was a bull terrier, and That's he um, advertised the Budweiser advert, I believe, in America in um, in the late 70s. I'm sorry, Molly wants to join in the interview. Okay. Well, I'm going to hold up a picture of you and Molly, and I think people will agree that when you live with your pet for a while, you start to look like them, and they start to look like you. <laughs> I have a very long nose. You do have a long nose. You two look. Also joining us is Joe Good, who's no stranger to radio. You uh, work in the UK on radio, is that correct? That's absolutely right. Both Anna and myself, we work for the BBC. I do a radio show every single day of the week for the BBC. But for one of those days, we have, and we're so envious of you for what you do, because just for one day a week, we are allowed to do a dog show, which used to be called Barking at the Moon when we were on late at night. Now we've been moved to a primetime daytime slot, and it's called The Barking Hour. And uh, like yourselves, we talk about animals. Um, well, we talk mainly about dogs, and we have dogs on the show. We have very famous um, dog owners on the show, and we used to have them with their dogs. We used to have our dogs in the studio with us. And then suddenly, because we were moved to primetime radio, the BBC banned our dogs. <gasps> And we were mortified. They won't let them in the studio? Yes. I mean, it has taken a lot of the fun out of um, doing it because Molly, as you can hear, is trained to speak on command. And uh, she used to open the show, didn't she, Joe, every night with her famous little barking. No, wait, 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 wait. wait. I'm I'm really ticked off. The BBC won't let the dogs in the studio. And why is that? Well, see, the thing 
was. When we were on late at night, there was no one in the studio. Sure. Because it was late night radio. There was just us and our producer, all the BBC um, security guys downstairs, but they turned a blind eye to it. So we'd bring all our dogs in. We had very famous rock stars bring their dogs in. Then when we come on prime time, we had, there was an email went round and said somebody is allergic oh. to dog hair. And there was dog hair in Studio 24C, which was our studio. And that meant a total ban, unfortunately. So um, you, you two must know you can't argue with people who've got allergies. Or radio people, really. <laughs> radio management, you can't argue yeah, with them. No, or radio management, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. But whilst Anna's dog, Molly, will bark to command, and she's got a miniature bull terrier, I've got a British bulldog, and the funniest thing is my bulldog's concentration span is like that of a gnat, so she would <laughs> snore all the way through the show, and the <laughs> listeners just waited to hear Matilda snore. Now, how did you two meet? We met, I was filming a BBC documentary on fur kids. Are, are you familiar with the term fur kid? Oh, yes. Sure. So, um, and um, myself, um, a, a woman of indeterminate age and an ex-actress, I'd never wanted children. In fact, I'd never had a maternal instinct and uh, until I got my, my bulldog. And then I, I became very maternal and um, very motherly, to be quite honest. And um, the BBC asked me to film a documentary interviewing other owners of, of fur kids. And animal, um, Anna, sorry, Anna was my very first um, interviewee and I travelled to her flat in North London, this gorgeous flat, um, and every single thing in this flat is bull terrier. The door knocker, the plates, the cushions, oh every photograph is of Molly, Molly on a, Molly painted, Molly in, in plaster, Molly lamps, everything. Well, I arrived with the camera crew, and they weren't particularly dog friendly, and they said, can we just get this interview in the can and then move on? And I saw Anna in the hall of her gorgeous Islington flat, she had Molly sitting so obediently by her feet, and she was feeding Molly meatballs from her bra. Her bra? Yeah. Beauty. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. Hey, can she wow. do that for me? behind I... that. She says, um, quickly trying to defend herself before all your listeners must think, I'm completely barking, um, which is this. I grew up on meatballs, you see, being half Swedish. And they're not only, as you'll appreciate, a very good, tasty, meaty snack for a dog, but the bra, we're very lucky as women to be able to wear one, really, because yes. it's such a super receptacle in what I think exactly the right position <laughs> for when you're competing with your dog in the show ring. And Moles and I, over the years, have done everything from obedience to showing at crafts. And uh, what could be better for that than hiding it's a Swedish genius. meatball <laughs> in your bra? Genius. I tell you, that's where my husband... Husband looks. That's, that's, exactly. You see, that's the main eye line, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. That's a great place. Joey, you should think about hiding some meatballs in your bra. I'm just saying. You know what? I, I do. That's genius right there. Yeah. I'll tell you, though, depending on your cup size, that could be a full meal. It really exactly. could be. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, is, it is very strange, though. I mean, we've, I've, I'm so used to Anna doing this now, but we also, we're on a, a weekly television show over here. And the thing about these meatballs is they have such high fat content, and there will be suddenly this sort of greasy splodge on one of Anna's amazing designer <laughs> T-shirts. And only I know what's happening there. 
Yes, yes, there's nothing else happening. Well, it could be that or raw green tripe. I understand, Anna, you're a big fan of... Oh, I'm passionate about raw green tripe. I mean, as many of you listen... Oh, my God, you're going to have to bump in, because if you don't stop her, she'll go on for hours. (laughs) Well, it's just a great food, you know. um, It's terribly underestimated. It is, you know, the elixir for dogs. It has all the right nutrients in the right proportions for a dog, and particularly for Molly, because she is a miniature bull terrier. They are prone to kidney disease as are many pedigrees, but um, particularly the mini bulls. So uh, tripe is uh, low in phosphorus and it's low in fat, but very high in all the right amigas. But it does smell, Anna. You must admit it, it does, does smell, but, but it's kind of a smell that, you know, you get used to. Um, well, you get used to it. Visitors don't get used to it. I mean, it, it literally <laughs> does stink, this stuff. Hang and on, I have to tell you now. Are you saying my flat smells? No, but Anna <laughs> eats, Anna will eat what she feeds Molly. And, and no, she no, will, no. Apart from raw green tribe. Can, can we take a break? What we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. And, You're going to uh, go lie down in a dark room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and we'll be back with Joe Good and Anna Webb right here on Animal Radio. Stick around. It's Animal Radio, and we are back with the British Barking Blondes. Joe Good and Anna Webb talking about trying ourselves what we feed our dogs. I will, as Joe says, eat dog biscuits, and I always screen them. You know, we always buy dog biscuits, don't we, Joe, that are, you know, organic with um, human-grade ingredients. And some of the ingredients is really lovely, like fine mature cheddar cheese, for example, or some peanut butter. And I always think dog biscuits are almost better for you. Well, they are better for you than <laughs> human biscuits. But now they- let's just tell everybody what you feed, what you do feed Molly, because Anna will pay a fortune to feed Molly with royal jelly and this is the jelly this isn't the capsule stuff this is the jelly (laughs) into Anna's house that Anna can't even afford for herself and she will feed it to Molly well she does have royal jelly Uh, she has half a teaspoon actually before we go to sleep the latest addition to Molly's supplements is um, actually from having read an article an American article in Dogs Naturally magazine by an American homeopath um, that recommends actually introducing raw colostrum into the diet to actually boost the efficiency of homeopathy where homeopathy might not be working as well as you would like it to do. So this article absolutely fascinated me and I spent some time on a Saturday evening, my life is like this, looking for raw unprocessed colostrum. Because we don't have boyfriends. This is what we do. We've (laughs) lost our boyfriends. (laughs) So anyway, I found this colostrum anyway in Switzerland and I'm really, you know, chuffed to say it's working miracles. So I do actually supplement Molly's diet um, a lot, but it is otherwise comprised of finely um, chopped or pureed uh, raw organic vegetables, minced tripe and chicken heart uh, and fish oils and green lip muscle and devil's claw and I can go on and on. What do you eat? I must say here in my defense, Molly is 12, so um, we have to really look after her as you do a geriatric dog and so on and hopefully yes we do a good job she's looking pretty good <laughs> isn't colostrum that stuff that they put on those uh, lays potato chips for a while that uh, everyone had uh, always was running <laughs> to the bathroom you remember that yeah I don't... no i don't know if that is oh, God, if you say it's... that anna's gonna go crazy no she'll be googling not, tonight she'll milk. never sleep <laughs> no, it's the first milk it's a real immune boost basically before antibiotics were invented people took colostrum because it's the the first milk that the calf or the horse yeah. or the mare will give the foal or even the human gives its baby. Yeah. Isn't royal jelly harvested from the queen's indifference? Isn't that where it comes from? 
But we have to tell you, this is no word of a lie. Molly, unlike Anna and myself, has the teeth of a two-year-old. And yes, this is all really because does. of all this stuff that Anna pulls down the throat. Diet. Her raw diet has kept her teeth yep. in extraordinarily fabulous um, condition, and we're awfully proud of her teeth. Vets get yep. her age wrong. You know, you get a vet to get her age, and they'll say four, and that's because her teeth are in such good nick. But they don't get our age wrong at all. Well, no, I only wish, I only wish that uh, I could say that, uh, you know, um, I was like my dog in so much as I look as good as Molly. If, if I can look as half as good as Molly when I'm her age, which is 80, I'll be really happy. Are you not, Ladies, not wondering I, why we're both in on a Saturday night? Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, you need to tell the story of the last time either one of you brought a man home. <laughs> oh, there is, oh, no. <laughs> Do you know, in all seriousness, Anna, I can't remember, can you? Well, I can, actually, and um, I put Molly in the, the lounge. Oh, this is so embarrassing, I can't really say. Anyway, I don't if you could tell this, this is a family radio. Can we, can we take a break? What we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Joe Good and Anna Webb right here on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie here, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joey Turner. And we're visiting with... What do they call that when there's somebody just exactly like you across somewhere in the world? Dingle finger, yeah, something like that. Double ganger, double ganger, something like that. Something like that. These uh, ladies do a radio show about dogs in the UK. <laughs> Joe Good and Anna Webb are joining us. They have a great new book called Barking Blondes: How Two Bitches Taught Two Bitches to Survive Without Men. And uh, we're just about to find out the story about... Yeah, I, I have a question about the men. I, I think it was Anna. You had a boyfriend, and I don't remember what you called him. Uh, well, in the book, uh, he was known, actually, quite appropriately as Why Bother. As that was what you called after, him? Um, about a four-year relationship, that's basically what I ended deciding. You know, quite frankly, why bother? <laughs> so that was his, that was his nickname. It, you know, that's his name in the book. For legal reasons, he had to be known as Why Bother. <laughs> Anna said to me that, uh, Anna, I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth, but we had to give him um, the proofs of the book to read, and he turned to her and went, <laughs> he said, Why bother? You've called me Why Bother. <laughs> I know. It's a very <laughs> awkward moment. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure these guys have been called worse things. Absolutely. But, I mean, he just, the thing about Why Bother is he just didn't get it, did he, Anna? Because it was either him or the dog, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, that is, in a nutshell, what happened. Um, we, we grew apart as I threw myself more and more in back into the world of dogs with Molly as a tiny pup. And I was having so much fun doing dog training, dog shows, you name it, making new friends, that basically I just didn't want to go out and socialize anymore with him. And so, in the end, the, the, you know, it was really Why Bother? when I can have much more fun with my dog. I think we, we've all found that out, that we can have more fun with our animals. And you know what? I used to be criticized many, many years ago because I wouldn't get sad when my Uncle Louie passed away, but when my pet passed away, I was thrown into a frenzy for weeks on end. Oh. Uh, 
And uh, yes. so I didn't mean to yes. bring you down there, but I mean, we no, love no, these it's animals. Absolutely true. Listen, um, Anna, um, Anna's already booked a grave for Molly in um, Paris because in Paris is this designated graveyard, which again is in our book, and we went to visit it. It's yes. where Rin Tin Tin is buried. Yeah. Wow. Anna was, I mean, I was moved, but Anna was literally sobbing on the grave of Rin Tin Tin. <laughs> um, <laughs> I always admired Rin Tin Tin and um, Susan But you've never met Rin Tin Tin, Anna. I mean, it was. No, 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 I know, because he. <laughs> He died. He actually did die before I was born. I know. <laughs> but the fact you were so upset. And I mean, okay. Well, I thought he was what just... He, he symbolized, you know, he symbolized so much. He was really the first dog. Um, and, and there was another uh, German Shepherd called, I think, called Strongheart at the same time. They were kind of competitors. But Rin Tin Tin broke boundaries. He earned more money than Greta Garbo, you know, wow. a week. Wow. He earned more money. He saved Warner Brothers from um, bankruptcy by his amazing prowess on the silver screen. This dog had done more, you know, than most, you know, actors... Or, or film companies ever do now and that's just the amazing thing and the power of the dog to symbolize everything really that America stood for in the 1920s you know loyalty hard work success triumph over adversity and um, and his story was such a rags to riches story as he came from the trenches in France with Lee Duncan the soldier who turned him into this film star during the depression they worked together teamwork you know and that's also just epitomizes one man and his dog and I, I love that you know, <laughs> I love the fact that the, the Parisians have a graveyard for dogs. We don't in London. You know, they have no. they have real integrity, and this graveyard <laughs> is so gothic and so bleak, and yet actually really uplifting, isn't it, Anna? Really uplifting. It's called the Cimetière des Chiens, and uh, honestly, apart from Rin Tin Tin, there, uh, you know, there are various film star dogs there. There's even actually a monkey buried there, and several racehorses because it is wow. for all animals um, but uh, it, it's it's the huge feeling of love that overwhelms you when you're there uh, so whilst everyone else in Paris was eating and shopping we were sobbing over the grave of Rin Tin Tin <laughs> <laughs> and so Molly has um, been allowed to reserve a, a little plot not a very big one I hasten to add um, but um, uh, as I lived in Paris for a year many years ago I do feel a connection with the city and they also friendly also in France compared to us here in England but uh, yeah but listen let's not talk about sad things well you know what we're so out of time but I've had so much fun we're going to have to do this again I want to give away 10 copies of your books right 9 copies of your books right now Barking Blondes How Two Bitches Taught Two Bitches to Survive Without Men Joe Good and Anna Webb the authors and and joining us and hopefully we can do this again very soon can we sign off the way we sign off the BBC one two three Anna woof woof I love it. Before we get out of here, I want to check in with Susan Sims on the Get Your Licks on Route 66 tour, the adoption tour across the United States on Route 66. Today, she's in Chicago, the Windy City at Paws, 1997 North Clyburn Avenue. And hey, Susan, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I, I have to tell you and Judy that I almost got a win for Ladybug. I was in uh, working in Oklahoma City, and there was the cutest little apple chihuahua had like seven months old little boy and I thought Ladybug needs a brother yeah right <laughs> and well how many pets have, uh, have you adopted out so far I think we're getting close to a hundred so we're we're pretty stoked I mean it's been a wonderful wonderful tour and people have been so generous they uh, 
So people are donating money left and right. Yeah, you know, people ask me, where can I give my money? Should I give it to the ASPCA? Should I give it to the SPCA, the American Humane Association? Forget all three of those. Really? You need to give locally to these small yes. little shelters that can really use your money. Uh, tomorrow you'll be at the Animal Protection League. That's in Springfield, Illinois at 1001 Tainter Road. And of course, we'll put all this information over the website. And then on Wednesday, October 16th, Wayside Waves, 3901 Martha Truman Road in Kansas City, Missouri. You're going to Kansas City. You're going to try some of that barbecue while you're there? Well, you know, I'm the, I'm the token vegetarian, but I'll watch my husband. <laughs> you're doing great work, Susan. Thank you so much. Of course, learn more at phytofriendly.com. And we've linked to all this information over at animalradio.com. Uh, before we go, I want to thank uh, Phil and Jen from Renta Chicken uh, for coming on the show. And, of course, uh, to Anna Webb and Joe Good, the Barking Blondes. We had so much fun. We'll get them back on the show again. Your new soon. BFFs. They huh? are my new BFFs. Although, they don't like guys, remember? They're, oh, they're, yes. They, they like guys. They, they do like guys. Yeah. So. They can't find one that loves pets and dogs as much as they do. But, you know, there's some guy out there that's crazy like that. There certainly is. I wanted to mention this. All XM listeners, listen up. Now is the time to download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download. You can continue listening to Animal Radio and asking your questions from the Animal Radio app. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Have a good weekend. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.